Tyler win an MVP this year? I hope so. Uh, you, guys are, you guys are up to something. This was the worst comments I ever got on a high-rated quarterback, and I've been doing this a long time. Run up pads on, so we're not going to talk about a whole lot of nothing. Tuesday is sparring day, Wednesday is day that we install everything that we're going to do in the game, and Thursday we just turn it up a notch, you know? Alrighty, everybody, I am back on the Back Coach Podcast. It's been, you know, it was a week last week, but I'm, I'm still here. I'm chilling, ready to get into some uh, football uh, week. Is it week 11? It is. Already? It's week 11. Week 11 action on the board. Uh, but hey, Lee, shout out Hotep, right? Shout out Hotep, man. That was awesome to see. Um, Friend of the show. Yeah, he's, uh, I would say that if there's a, Back Judge Podcast, Mount Rushmore. Hotep Jesus is one of the faces etched into the uh, <laughs> the proverbial stone. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be heard- Hotep, BJ Blunt, Parnell Motley, uh, Zeiss. <laughs> Zeiss. Zeiss is the Dan f- Kelly. Zeiss is the fourth head. That's just I should try and interview. I guess he's a member of the media. No, he won't respond. But no, he won't respond. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Been there, done that. You should send um, an email to Chuck Washington, and I guarantee he'd get back to you in five minutes. He he's the fourth face in the BJP. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it should be an interesting week of NFL action then. Probably the best Saturday, uh, sorry, not Saturday, Thursday night football. Best Thursday night football game so far this year. Arizona Cardinals are traveling up to Seattle. And Lee, I know, I don't, I can't exactly remember what you were texting about, but I know there was a little bit of a, um, you, had, you had some topics you wanted to discuss, and we'll, we'll get to those as well. Was this Were the Seahawks part of that? Um, No, but the Cardinals were, I guess, I guess they both were. I mean, um, yeah. I'll start out with the Cardinals one because this is more something that I didn't even necessarily want to debate about because I don't think it's up for debate. That's why I think it's like a topic I kind of want to rant about. And that's the fact that, listen, I'm not in love with Cliff Kingsbury by any means, and I don't think that he's necessarily proven as some young stud coach like a McVay or a Shanahan. Um, But I want to say, man, this guy catches way too much heat for the job he's done with this team this year. Um I listen to several different podcasts, obviously watch sports sports uh, TV shows, ESPN, all that type of stuff. And Cliff Kingsbury is still kind of regarded, too, as this kind of low-grade, questionable, young, he only got the job because of his good looks, he's risky. He's. I just think that this guy needs to – he deserves enough credit to at least be safe in his position without a doubt. Um, and I know Kyler Murray is obviously a phenomenal talent, but – He's a good coach, Cliff Kingsbury. This is a guy who has had his most success in his history of being a head coach with the Arizona Cardinals this year, which is really not easy to do considering the fact that he's coaching in the NFL. It was a very risky hire by, from what a lot of people saw, including me. I thought it was a risky hire after him getting fired from Texas Tech. And he comes in and, like I said, I know he has Kyler, but I still think he's putting – this offense in several positions to do good things. And although you see a lot of rookie mistakes, I don't necessarily think that that's like a Cliff Kingsbury problem. I think that's like a rookie coach issue. And you can point to several of those mistakes with other coaches. Um, This is an Arizona Cardinals team that is, you know, a top of the best division in football. 
the best co four or three really really good co if not great coaches in that division along with him, and he's holding his own. Um, and I'll be the first one to say in that Seattle game or originally there were some major coaching gaffes by him. I will be the first one to say in the Miami game, taking the ball out of Kyler's hands on that fourth and one, huge coaching gaffe. But this guy, you know, he's a good football coach. He's a good football coach, and he deserves that at the very least. I'm hearing people talk about, oh, he didn't know that um, he wouldn't run the clock out with kneeing on the extra point because the whole thing was, you know, they, they were up two, and he, he didn't want to kick the extra point so that Buffalo could potentially block it, return it for two points going to overtime. And they were saying, oh, I'm still not fully convinced, you know, he, he's not trying to knee the clock. Of course he didn't know it's a time down. you got to get that nonsense out of here. That's what I wanted to say. I'm standing up for my man Cliff with that one. Like, the, the guy's a little smarter than people think. And I think he's getting a little bit hated on. It's like a dumb blonde thing. He's getting hated on a little bit too much because he's a good-looking guy who happens to, you know, he didn't, ha didn't have that much success and may have gotten hired because of the optics, you know, and the aesthetics or whatever. But uh, I just want to plant my flag there. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting, Lee. I definitely, a lot of the, you know, narratives and rhetoric that you were talking about, I think that's that's pretty ridiculous. But um, I think, you know, the things that you pointed to in terms of kicking field goals on fourth and one, you know, in the 28 or whatever with Kyler, I do think there's things to point to where I'm not going to say that I'm convinced that Cliff Kingsbury is one of the better coaches in the NFL. I'm not saying that, though. Or even could be called. But you said, you're saying he's a I good football he's a good coach. coach. And I, yeah, and I don't think that he's, like, on the hot seat necessarily or, like, even in that no, conversation of being close to being on the hot seat. Like, I think they need to ride this thing out with him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm just not – I don't know. I think the jury's still out on how good of a coach he is. And I think you can point to the Seattle game and, quite frankly, the Buffalo game in games where they probably shouldn't have won and it was just Kyler kind of overcoming. I mean, dude, it's the NFL, you know, man. You should or shouldn't have won how many games on that schedule. Like, there, there's a lot of – I don't know. Yeah, like, totally. You're the one who's saying that he's, like, you know, he's a good coach. And I, that's, I'm just – I'm not as confident in that so far. As far as, as, far as this still... game it goes, though, I, I'm, I'm on the Cardinals, even though they're traveling up to Seattle. Obviously, home field advantage there isn't, you know, what it is in the, in the COVID era. I'd also like to say, too, last night I had a dream that the Colts – Seahawks and Bucks don't make the Super Bowl. I don't know. That's that's what I woke up and that was what was in my brain. So <laughs> I'm gonna write that one down. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little bit of a um, weird, but I was like making a prophecy. I like it. I maybe we that. maybe we should put it in the prophecy section. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't think it's a burning one. It felt yeah. it felt like a more of a, a thing in my dream. <laughs> I, I I like I like the Cardinals here plus three uh, in Seattle. Yeah, I'm with you, Adam. Um, not a game I would bet. I'm just gonna enjoy watching this one. But um, I think this I, I I want like I, the thing is too like I want to sell the Seahawks, um, but they're gonna play the Eagles, Giants, Jets, and Washington in their four weeks after this. So that makes it kind of hard to say that they're not at least gonna go ten, ten and six. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that their formula is running out. Um, the last two weeks, they've just been overmatched by better teams. And the only thing they do well is Russell Wilson. They can't run the ball. Um, they can't really, um, you know, when J Jalen Ramsey kind of shut down DK Metcalf and they lost an element in their passing game, their defense is pretty much all around terrible. Um, and I think, you know, years of terrible drafting and personnel decisions are kind of catching up to them. And there's just, at the end of the day, Obviously, you'd rather have a team like the Seahawks than the Bears, where who they have a, a great defense and a horrible offense. 
Obviously, you'd rather be in the position of the Seahawks where at least you have, you know, a good quarterback that can kind of, you know, mask the stink that is going on there. But I don't think that their formula is one that can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is a tough game to pick just because it's a short week. It's Thursday night football. It's a divisional game. I think it's really evenly matched. Um, honestly, at for initial glance, I said, oh, Seahawks, easy, kind of, because, you know, they lost the first game. They'll split the division. And, you know, they're at home, short week, uh, all that stuff. But now I'm just kind of like, as time has gone on, I'm kind of leaning Cardinals because I just genuinely think they're a better team. Uh, I don't think the Seahawks are that great. Like, Russell Wilson literally needs to play at an elite MVP caliber level where he's not really messing up at all in order for them to win games against good teams. And he absolutely can do that, which is why I'm not super confident in picking the Cardinals. But I'm just like, like you were saying, Clep, I, I think it's a good little way to put it is just that I think the, this whole formula is kind of running out and you need other aspects of your team to be competitive in order to like, you know, be a holistic team and win games that way. Um, so for that reason, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinals to get the upset and kind of take a little bit of a stranglehold on the division, you know, for whatever that's worth in that division 11 weeks in. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, that, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting game. Um, I think the Cardinals are the side. If I had to play one, I already uh, put them in a classic teaser up to nine. But uh, I ultimately think the Seahawks are going to win this game and, you know, it's probably going to be a you know close one possession game just because of some, kind of the stuff that you alluded to, Clep, with their defense. Um, but I think Russell Wilson is due for for a bounce back bounce back game. Um, I don't necessarily think that the last two weeks they lost to teams that are that are better than them. I just think a lot of it just kind of Russell Wilson's momentum. I think Lee, you made a good point about him having to play at a certain level for them to be successful, and he hasn't been doing that. Um, you know, I think he kind of had a little bit of a Kyler versus Lions game against the Rams um, earlier, where I think the Rams outplayed the the Seahawks pretty much in every aspect of that game, but yet the, the Seahawks were still in it. And obviously that pick that, that Wilson threw to um, number 31, I'm forgetting his name, I'm spacing the other corner on um, on the Rams, it was pretty brutal. I mean, he had at least the first down if he could scramble and keep the drive alive, and that's usually a play that he would make, but instead was trying to be aggressive and go for, through the for the, uh, you know, across his body, touchdown to the to the left-hand side, and it didn't work. Uh, but I do think that, you know, you can't very be very confident, uh, and I think the, in either team, I think, and, and I think the game that they played earlier this year is kind of a nice blueprint for how this is going to go, where one team could be controlling the game for the majority of it, but um, because of the defense, and, and the Cardinals' defense is better than the Seahawks, I'd, I'd say, but... Either way, I think both offenses are going to be live. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, if Tyler Lockett can't go, I think that's a big loss for the Seahawks, but not, you know, it's not a death blow because I still think David Moore and Freddie Swaim can fill his shoes, you know, kind of reasonably admirably. So um, I'm going to go with the Seahawks just because uh, I think this is kind of a big game for them at home. They've been on the road the past two weeks, and I think this is a nice bounce back spot for them. But I completely agree with both of you guys that this should be probably the best Thursday night game of the year, and I'm I'm really pumped for it's this game. One. Of the yeah, week. We're kinda, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're we're kind of hanging out on this Thursday one for for a while, but Tommy, I do have I need uh, your response on on one thing. I was going back to my Chicago roots on Monday, listening to the Waddle and Sylvie show on ESPN uh, 1000. Great great local radio show. You should you should go take a listen. They're 
But uh, they had Barstool Big Cat on for a segment talking about the Bears. But then uh, he was talking about teaser bets, and he said, when you do a teaser bet, the only person you're teasing is yourself. So uh, what, do you, yep. what do you think of that? He's right. He's right. And I use the uh, the Wong teaser theory, and I only tease, you know, uh, past key numbers, and he's right about it. And I've been burned on teasers the past two weeks. Um, and but I, you know, we'll get to the rest of we'll get to the well, rest. Well, Barstool of my, Big Cat should check, the, should check the receipts at Greek Town next time he's in Detroit. <laughs> he should check those receipts and see, you know, who's teasing who. I, I yeah, no, I didn't want to rip that from you, Tommy, because you were in the middle of saying something, but. I think he's right for the most part, but there's always some value to be found. Well, I think he was on his diplomatic immunity. I was on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't. There, you are getting teased. There's no, there's no doubt yeah. about that. But they also can be incredibly valuable because it's just all about the, you know, variance that games land on three, seven, ten. It's all about getting past those key numbers, and most games usually fall in between, in between those numbers. And I think, you know. A game like this. Last week I had the Seahawks and Bills tease, and I think it was a pretty good look for the most part, even though the Seahawks had to kick a field goal to save both Lee yeah. and I. Um, but usually if you have a sense for how the game state is going to go, I think teasers can be very valuable. That being said, if you're trying to tease the Seahawks from three to plus two, which a lot of people that I know um, tend to do, tend teasing favorites who are short across zero to under a key number, I think that's kind of stupid. But that'll, that's kind of my opinion on teasers. Getting into the gambling weeds here. It's good to good, oh, good yeah. to get that technical talk. Uh, well, I don't know. And you see a guy like Joe Fortenbaugh, who who's like seven and one on teasers this year. He does one teaser every yeah. week, one two team teaser every week. He's seven and one. Like you know, that speaks for itself. Uh, Tommy, I mean, speaking of betting, you you put the put the rent put your Bavada fate in the Ravens two weeks ago against the Colts. They lost kind of a tough monsoon game against the Patriots in Foxborough. Now they've got the Titans at home. This was a COVID reschedule game, I believe. Um, this is a game that, you know, the Titans seemingly in a blink of an eye have gone from at the top of the AFC to now I think they might even be out of the playoff picture uh, after losing to the Colts. Um, where Where's your mind at with, with this matchup here? Yeah, I think the Ravens are the, the better team. Um, but there's no way I'd be taking the minus six and a half. I'm I'm kind of surprised at this line. I I'd probably set it more at from the three and a half to four and a half range. Um, I really think if you're going to attack the Titans, and I think all teams have done it and who've who've had success against them, it's their secondary, it's their passing attack, and that's not the strength of the the Ravens' game right now. Um, you know, I think kind of our original thoughts on Lamar and all of that stuff is kind of coming to fruition in terms of his strengths and his weaknesses. Um, you know, that being said, I still think that the Ra- this is probably a game that the Ravens are going to win at home against a Titans team that I think they're better than. But I still think this Titans offense is, is live. Um, you know, I still think they call their, their offensive play calling with Arthur Smith is, is pretty good for the most part. And I think this team, you know, that game last week against the Colts, I was on the Titans. Um, that was pretty brutal. I think the Titans kind of, they were, I guess, pretty evenly matched through the first half. And then um, you have a, two shanks of a, you know, you have a shank of a punt and then a punt block for a touchdown. And all of a sudden, um, you know, that Colts team is up by two possessions that turned, uh, you know, turned into three possessions soon. So I think this is a Titans team that, you know, can compete. But if they're going to make mental errors like they did against the Colts, they're obviously going to lose, especially to a team like the Ravens, who I still think have a live defense. 
Um, but there's no reason in my mind that the Titans can't keep this game uh, within a possession. Yeah, I, this is best bet number one for me, is the Titans plus six and a half. Um, just too many points here, man. I, I don't know if, I guess Vegas thinks that the Ravens are like the Ravens from last year because they're, they, I have not watched a very good football team in Baltimore this year. Um, if you can direct me back to the, to the last game when the Ravens really looked like a team that should be favored by over three points to the Titans, I'd like to see it. I, I think it was probably week one against Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not giving up on the Titans. I think they're a good team. They lost to a tough Colts team last week on a short week. Um, speaking of short week, they have more time to prepare for this game against Baltimore, whereas Baltimore, after traveling to Foxborough, has less time. Um, actually, no, that was Sunday night, not Monday. So they don't have less time. But still, Tennessee, more time, six and a half points. I think these teams are honestly fairly evenly matched. Like, I don't necessarily think Baltimore is better than Tennessee, even at this point. Like, they might be a little bit better. But um, I think there's value to be had even on the money line here with Tennessee. Like, I'll pick Baltimore and our pick'em group straight up to win because I think they should win. They're at home. Um, they're really kind of in, in need of a win. But, you know, so are the Titans, and six and a half points here is just simply too many. So this is best bet number one. Yeah, I, I kind of, I would I would lean the Titans here here too. I'm kind of along the same wavelength as you, but Stafford's getting the start for the Yaps. That's what's happening uh, in week 11. Um, Eagles at the Browns, another super interesting matchup. The Browns, I think, seven wins, right? Seven and six and three. Three? Six. Two, three, okay, six and three. Six and three. But uh, going up against an Eagles team that just dumped a game to the Giants, blue-collar boys from the Meadowlands, um, Eagles, things could go bad for them real quickly here if they lose this one. And I, I would probably, you know, I would have to guess, based on what I've done for these Browns games, that I would have predicted their record to be like 3-6 and six at this point as opposed to 6-3 and three with just how I've picked their games. But uh, I'll side with Cleveland here and the 3.5. Yeah, I'm on Philly, man. Uh, I think this is just a perfect spot where the Eagles win a game they're probably not supposed to win and shouldn't win. I think the Browns are frauds, man. I don't think this is a very good team. Their most impressive win was against the Colts at home, and that was an impressive win. But other than that, they haven't won an impressive game, in my opinion. They beat the Bengals by five. They beat the, the football team by 14. They beat the Cowboys by 11, and they beat the Bengals by three and the Texans by three. You know, you can do the math on how many – wins those teams have respectively especially outside of the Colts which I said was their their in my opinion their only really impressive win um yeah I think the Eagles I'm not going to put this in my best bets I wouldn't bet it because betting the Eagles is a bad idea um and like I said the Browns probably should win this game they have a better team um but I just think that the Browns are kind of poised to have a letdown week I don't really think they're Super consistent. Obviously, getting Chubb back is, is nice, and um, this should be a close game, but I, I think the Eagles are going to gut it out and, and, and win. Yeah, Lee, I could agree with uh, some of the, the Browns being fraudulent narratives, but, I mean, the Eagles, man, the Eagles are just in worse shape, I think, and I just think the Browns match up well against them. Um, there's nothing positive that the Eagles have going for them right now. Um, Carson Wentz is playing awfully. Their defense is, is awful. You know, Daniel Jones and Wayne Gallman tore those guys up on the ground. I'm sure that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will do even more damage. I don't know how they're going to 
stop the run. And I think, you know, when the Browns are run the ball for the majority of their, you know, offensive plays and their offensive rhythm comes from them running the ball, I think they're more successful and ultimately Baker Mayfield is more successful. Um, you know, it just comes down to, I think the Browns are just a little bit, you know, just a, a better team, better coach right now. I think Stefanski is, I'd have him as a better coach than Doug Peterson um, as of this moment right now. Um, and I think, I mean, Carson Wentz just is, there's no reason for me to kind of back this Eagles team with what they got going. Um, I know they, this is a huge, this is probably their one of their biggest games of the year just because I think their, their uh, schedule coming up gets pretty darn brutal. Um, I know they have the Saints um, and some other teams. Um, but, you know, there's after I thought the Eagles were going to beat the Giants last week, and I mean, I think the Giants played played hard and played pretty pretty good, but they, it was a winnable game for the Eagles. Um, I don't think they, you know, did anything that special. I just think it's kind of a reflection of how poor this Eagles team is playing. And so I would definitely, if I had to take a side, would take the Browns minus three, and I will be on the Browns in our uh, little pick em this week as well. The um is by the the I don't see the Lions game here on Fox bet. I think it's probably off because of Stafford. Cause yeah, but the, the Bengals Washington game isn't showing any bets in there. They still exist on the board. Yeah, that's uh that's interesting. It- well McCaffrey and Stafford are both uh, I guess McCaffrey is for sure out and then Stafford has a Broken bone in his hand or something like that. Or ligament in his thumb. All right, let's 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 relax. Who are you on picking that. in Philly, Cleveland, Clep? I'm picking Cleveland. I said. Oh, sorry, I didn't catch that. You're good. Um, is there other other games missing that I'm not even realizing? I'm I I'm getting scared now Carolina. after. Okay, I was after my incident a couple weeks ago. I, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous. No, I think you're good. I went, I went off script. Um. We'll do the Lions at the end of the 1 o'clock games then. Um, cool. New England is visiting Houston, kind of two teams that I don't really think have much of a good chance to, to make the playoffs here. Um, New England is coming off a nice win against uh, the Ravens, but the monsoon and stuff, I'm still not super, I'm not putting too much stock into it. I guess I'll pick them. I don't know, but this would be a stay away betting-wise for me. Uh, yeah, I'm on the Patriots. Um I think that two and a half is like a good number to lay. I might bet that. It's not in my best bets, but I would definitely consider it. Um, I think Houston is a lifeless team at this point. Just how many close games they've lost. Their only wins are against the Jaguars. The defense is pretty bad. I mean, played decent last week, I guess, against Cleveland after the weather delay. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely leaning New England here. You get it, Getting it under three, like I think that's – I think that's pretty solid. I would take that. Yeah, Lee, I'm lockstep with you. Um, I think under three is a is a good move for the Patriots. This Texans defense is awful against the run. Damian Harris is really coming into his own. Cam Newton is, you know, a threat with his legs. Uh, and then defensively, I still think New England has some juice to them. And, um, you know, I think this game could be could be potentially pretty live in terms of both offenses going going score for score. But Right now, there's just nothing other than Deshaun Watson playing reasonably well that's going for uh, Houston. They're just a really bad team, and I think this is a New England team that um, you know is, should should win kind of easily, and is a team that still I think inside that locker room they believe they're live for you know and a playoff spot in a AFC East that's getting in you know increasingly more competitive, and 
Um, yeah, I think the Tex. I mean, the uh, the Patriots are the side here. The uh, Steelers are going down to Jacksonville, who were frisky last week against the Packers, but they probably covered whatever the spread was, but uh, did not come up with the win. I kind of, I mean, I don't know. Steelers have had their issues historically, uh, being able to, I guess, maybe cover against these terrible teams. Are known to blow a couple games to terrible teams, and they almost lost to the Cowboys. Um, so, in terms of this game here against the Jags, um, I, I would still take the Steelers minus ten. Are you guys a little hesitant or not? Yeah, I'm. I'm not hesitant. Um... It's tough laying double digits with anybody in the NFL just because, I don't know, you can make an, ar- an argument for Jacksonville just being at home, you know, playing the Packers pretty well on the road. Um, you know, they have some decent weapons. But, yeah, I definitely, if I had to pick a side, would take lay the 10 with the Steelers and we'll be taking them in pick them. Not too much to say about this game. I, I think the Steelers continue to roll. I mean, I guess – it's kind of yeah, a, I mean they, they they like I mean they wax the Bengals. So yeah. I would think the Bengals are a better team than the Jags. Obviously, you know, those linear trains of thought don't always work out in the NFL, but Yeah. It's kind of a look ahead spot too. They got Baltimore next week. So um you know Tomlin's going to have them ready though, not looking ahead. Um so yeah, I like the Steelers. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm on the Steelers too. Um the Jags got that kick return too against the Packers, which you know probably went a long way in them in them covering. I think Ludon has been relatively impressive. They do have some weapons on offense. James James Robinson uh, can run, but this Steelers defense I think is you know one of the one of the best units in the NFL, and they're going to be taking putting a lot of pressure on uh, on Luton. And then offensively, you know James Conner should have a nice little game for you, Clep, this week I think. And the Steelers receiving options are you know. Pretty darn good. I think, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's life has been made a lot easier between Smith-Schuster, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and even James uh, Washington. So I think this is too much uh, too much for the Jags, and I would, I would definitely lay the 10 with the Steelers. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons traveling to play the New Orleans Saints, who will be trotting out Jameis Winston uh, as their starting quarterback, which kind of makes me want to pick the Falcons. I don't know. I, Jameis did not look very good against uh, the 49ers in the second half. They were leading, so the game plan was like a little bit different. But he took a bunch of like red zone sacks and couldn't, you know, complete a, a pass in the red zone really. And um, I just, I don't know. I, I like the Falcons here. Maybe take them straight up. Yeah, I uh, to no to no one's surprise. I'm on the Falcons as well. I've been disrespecting the Saints all year. And uh, I was ready to pick the Saints um, had Drew Brees not been hurt. But I don't know. I mean, Jameis very well could win this game. I just like what the Falcons have kind of been cooking up in the weeks leading up to the bye. They got the bye. I think they're playing hard for Raheem Morris. Um, they're seeing a team like the Vikings, I think, tally some wins together after you know having a really bad start and saying, hey, we got this extra playoff spot, maybe two extra playoff spots. If, you know, God forbid games get uh, canceled because of COVID. And, you know, we're still in this fight, and this would be a huge win for us. So coming off the bye, I think, you know, it's an interesting spot for the Falcons. I'm going to stay away. I think I would maybe consider it come kickoff time. I'm not going to be in my best bets, but I'm going to get a little risky here and take the Falcons to to win this game. A little miscommunication here uh, with Jameis Winston and the coaching staff maybe. A little, you know. Uh, things just not going too smoothly in, in, in New Orleans. 
Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll be on Saints Island. Um, you know, I think Jameis can do a lot for this offense that Drew Brees can in terms of the vertical passing attack, getting a guy like Emmanuel Sanders involved, um, and, you know, keeping the offense on tempo with Alvin Kamara and uh, Michael Thomas. I think the Falcons' defense is, is pretty bad. Um, but on the other side, I mean, I, I see a lot of what you guys are saying with the Falcons obviously coming off the bye. Um, the home field advantage in the Superdome is kind of non-existent without the fans. It's in a dome. Um, I kind of like the over here, 50 and a half. I think, you know, no matter who's up by how many, however many points, the Falcons are up by a possession or two. Um, that's going to make the Saints even be more aggressive, and, you know, that's going to lead to points, whether it's Jameis throwing a pick six or Jameis bombing it down the field to uh, Tommy Lee Harris, uh, Traycon Smith, or Emmanuel Sanders. So, um, I think this is going to be a high-scoring NFC South affair, but ultimately I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, better coaching, better in a better defense, um, even if you want to make the offenses a wash. So I think the Saints are the side here. The Bengals are traveling to play the football team. Uh, no no lines are available currently because I think both teams are in intensive COVID protocols. Um, Joe Mixon is out again for the Bengals. Um, also, Tom, Is he for sure Yep. Huh? Anyway, he wasn't practicing today. So, um, Tommy, for two, for Washington, man, I mean, the Giants are on a bye, but they picked up a win. The Lions are able to beat Washington. Uh, How are you feeling? Hey, man, I mean, Giants Giants are playing hard and they're alive. I I was pulling so hard for the football team against the Lions, man. I really thought they were going to pull it off. Um, Just a brutal roughing the passer call on Chase Young in the first quarter, man. I mean, that... That's when I knew it wasn't going to be our day. Um, but either way, you know, Washington's uh, offense, I guess, is a little more live with Alex Smith. He was he was slinging the ball around. Um, I think this is probably going to be a high-scoring affair. It's up on my book at the Bengals as a one-point underdog and the total at 47. Um, but I think the Bengals are the side here. Um, I think the only thing that derails this for the Bengals is the pass rush from Washington, which I think is very legit. Um, And we kind of saw last week what Pittsburgh was able to do with their pass rush and not letting Joe Burrow be comfortable at all. Um, But, I mean, I just think Burrow did not play well against the Steelers. I think, you know, even, even, you know, that being said, the, you know, the Lions were able to have success against Washington secondary. I don't think this is a secondary unit that's very impressive. Um, and I think the Bengals, you know, T. Higgins is having a really nice year. Tyler Boyd is producing. I think this offense can can mosey it up. And on the other side of the ball, I think Washington's going to be able to score some points too. So I think this game is definitely going to be interesting. But I think I'm going to side with the Bengals um, just because I think Burroughs do for a bounce-back game. And I think their offense uh, is a little bit more live and better than Washington's. The Washington football team has won their last game this year. And it came against the Cowboys. Uh they're, they're, they're going to beat them on Thanksgiving, yeah, dude. I, I disagree. Um, yeah, I'm on the Bengals, man. I, uh, you know, I, I'm not supremely confident in the Bengals because I don't think they're a great team, but I think they're better than Washington. Um, and I think things have gone from bad to worse for this football team. Um, Dwayne Haskins is your third-string quarterback. Uh, you know, Alex Smith is starting, you know, comeback player of the year. All respect to him. Some of the young players are looking good, but yeah, not not a good team. I think the Giants are a better football team. Um, I think that's been made fairly clear at this point. They beat them in both games they played. 
And they're just the Giants are all of a sudden after beating Philadelphia in the conversation to win the division. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know, probably not. But I, I, I sorry to cut you off, Lou, but I was going to say that earlier. Uh, I think the the Giants on my book are plus two ten to win the division. Was, I, I, I sent to f- it to you guys last week. It was plus one thousand, plus one thousand yeah. last week to win the division. I sent it to you guys yeah. before the Philly game. I mean, it's at plus two ten now. I don't. I, I think the those odds obviously have been smashed. But yeah, I mean the Giants. If you want to bring that conversation up, I just I think the Giants are just a better team, better coach, better quarterback, better offense. No, um, I think. I think the Giants have the best quarterback in the division right now, um, and I don't think that's a compliment really to, to Daniel Jones. Yeah. I just think that's just the state of the division, really, man. But, anyways, um, the the Washington football team I think is going to um, have some trouble with the Bengals just because I think that there's a lot of more there's a lot more life in the Bengals right now, um, and I just believe in Burrow more than anyone on Washington. So this is definitely a. a a Terry McLaurin over props game, over receptions and over yards. The uh, Dolphins are traveling to play the Broncos. Dolphins slowly but surely have become one of the maybe stronger teams uh, in the AFC. And uh, I'll pick them to beat the Broncos in Denver. Uh, the Broncos offense continues to turn the ball over at a ridiculous rate. Um, their defense isn't especially um Good either. Uh, gave up a ton of rushing yards to to the Raiders last week. Um, I think I think this all this is the first time Miami's favored in Denver in like 35 years. Um, obviously, it's never too easy to to travel out of Miami and play in Mile High and in the you know colder weather and stuff. But I, I like the Dolphins here. Yeah, I'm with you. I've been disrespecting the Dolphins the past few weeks, picking against them with the Cardinals, the Rams, uh, the Chargers. I even picked the Chargers. Um, last week. And yeah, I'm, I'm finally going to put my hands up and just pick the Dolphins. I think it's a scary spot for them, but at this point, I know it's mile high, and I know there's a... I think that I think you got a little bit of a Chicago Bears thing going here with, like, there's so many turnovers on the offense, and that I think they just don't have that much confidence in the offense, and the defense yeah. is almost giving up a little bit. And I don't think the Broncos' defense is as in the same category as the Bears, but I think they have a pretty good defense. Like, um, I don't think it's anything, you know, to, to point and laugh at. Um, and I, I think Vic Fangio and Drew Locke will not be in that locker room next year. Um, I think that we've kind of seen what we need to see from those two in their respective positions. Um, and Miami's just a team that's kind of trending upward. Denver's a team that's trending downward. I do think it's a stay away because I don't like betting against Denver uh, at home, especially in a spot where everyone is probably going to be on Miami because Miami's the arguably the hottest team in the league rolling into Denver and Denver the past two weeks has looked really bad. Um, but if I do have to pick here, I'm, I'm definitely picking Miami. I, I don't see how you can really pick against them in this spot <clears throat> just because of how poor Denver has looked in the past couple weeks. Yeah. I texted you guys when this line opened up at Miami minus two and a half, but it was my lock of the week. It was one of my favorite bets of the week. Um, at three and a half, I'm, Obviously, you're going over three. It's it's a little scarier. You're you tighten up a little bit before you take that bet, but I still think Miami is the clear side. Um, offensively, they're humming, and defensively, I just think this Miami defense is probably a top five unit in the NFL. I really like what they're doing. Uh, I just don't think that Denver's offense really matches up well against them. And we saw last week, um, you know, 
I really thought that they would be, you know, relatively live against the Raiders. I still like the Raiders, but I thought it would be a nice spot for an over. A lot of points in that game from the offense, but Drew Locke was turning the ball over. So, and and I believe he's hurt right now. He's dealing with a little bit of a, a shoulder injury. So, if he's going to be playing, he's going to be probably a little limited. And if he's not playing, you're dealing with a backup quarterback and a Miami defense that I really have a lot of respect for. And then on offense, I like what they're doing with Lee, your boy. Uh, is it Salvon Ahmed or Savion? I think it's just uh, Savon. Savon. I don't know, though. Savon. Savon Ahmed running really well. Tua's playing very well. Um, they've got some nice receiving receiving yeah, options. Yeah, how about so. Savon Ahmed, man? That was awesome. Got cut, got cut yeah, from the Niners. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Lee, you were very vocal that he should be the guy over Hastings. Yes, I was. I was vocal about the that. Best, I'm glad you remember that, coaching. Tommy. Yeah, 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 you were. Um, hey, and, and you know what? Shout out. Uh, a, rare, a rare Murray brother uh, compliment. Yeah. Uh, it's good to see. Hey, I call a sp- I'm not afraid to call a spade a spade. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, shout out the Dolphins. Klepp and I, we, we were, we've were we always liked what they've been cooking up since last year with Brian Flores. And, you know, I think we all were very critical of their of their draft. But hey, I was saying at the draft, man, it reminded me a lot of the Raiders draft, where they're just going out and getting their guys, and you just got to believe Noah in the culture and what they're building. He's just returning kicks. The last time I checked. Yeah, no, he he's been kind of a bit of a liability. Um, really? Yeah. Color me shocked. Yeah, Courtney, he's, just re- he's just returning. He's, club, he's back there returning kicks. Yeah, <laughs> he's that's not okay. doing much yeah. more. Send him this relegation. Meanwhile, P- meanwhile, Pimot's sitting by the phone. Yeah, he's ready. Yep. Um. <laughs> I forgot to talk about the Lions game. I don't know how much we need to say about that. But Lions-Panthers. I forgot to say, too, big spot for both the Bengals and the Panthers this week for their six wins. Important. Uh, yep. The Bengals aren't sniffing that, buddy. We'll see. <laughs> the Panthers will. The Panthers might. Um, I'm picking the Panthers over the say, Lions. Anything to say about the Lions-Panthers game? Yeah. Go, I'm on, on the, the Panthers, Panthers, man. I'm on the Panthers. Or we'll probably be wrong because the Lions will win and then, like, They'll go seven and nine or eight and eight, and then they're going to not make the playoffs and get like the fifteen. Yeah, my, my my prediction for the Lions, I I think that they, to you know McCaffrey's out, even Teddy Bridgewater's dealing with an injury. I think you know they they win this game against against Carolina. I think they potentially even win at home uh, against the the Texans on on tea giving, and then you look at their games after that. Um, I'm just pulling it up now, but it's it gets rough. I mean, you play the Bears, who they lost to week one. Patricia's defense might make Foles or Trubisky or Deshaun Kaiser, who came in for a tryout, look like uh, Superman. And then you got Packers, Titans, Bucks, Vikings. That sounds sounds like four losses to me. So, yeah, I'm not looking. Yeah, good. I uh, I just you know, man, the the Panthers' offense is live. So even if just kind of even if they have a, a lead, like the Lions have had at multiple points, including last week. Um, you know, I, th- I think the Panthers offense is going to be scoring on the Lions defense, just point blank, whether they get off to a slow start and it's in Carolina too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I probably, you know, that probably would be an overlook for me. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I think if, if Galladay doesn't play, I think that'd be huge, but I think he's on track to come back this week. Is he not? I don't know. I thought I saw some fantasy thing that he's practicing this week. So that's huge, man. Cause I think he's a true difference maker for that offense. Um, but you know, I think the Panthers are the Panthers would be my would be the side that I'm taking. All right, well let's let's continue on. Jets and Chargers, not too much to stay say here either. Um, I don't know if Darnold's 
back yet or not. They still might be rolling He's with not. Flacco. Chargers, uh, and, uh, yeah, the Chargers can't win any games against teams that are good, uh, but I think they can beat the Jets. I don't know if I'd lay the eight, though. But No, I definitely wouldn't lay the eight. I'm with you, Clep, though. I mean, I'm not picking the Jets. Yeah, this, this is the second leg of my, my famous teaser. I got the Chargers at minus two and a half. Um, yeah, I think Flacco, I think the Chargers defense can do some damage from pass rushing's perspective on the Jets. They're at home. Uh, and I think the Chargers offense is going to run roughshod over the Jets defense. Um, I think the vertical passing attack, what they'll be able to do against a weak Jets D and no one being able to check Keenan Allen and my man Kalen Balazs, who's saving my fantasy season, having a big revenge game um, against uh, Adam Gase. So I think the Chargers are the side here, um, and I think they should win, you know, relatively easy, as relatively easy as the uh, Los Angeles Chargers team could win. How about Herbert with the haircut, looking like he's 14 years old? I love it, man. Buzz it all. Start at start at square one. That's where I'm at. That's a that's a Lee Murray move. Just, just buzz it. He's not cutting his hair until he moves to a new city. That's that's true. That's also true. <laughs> um, the Packers are traveling to play Indianapolis. This is a super, super interesting game uh, to me. Packers have kind of underwhelmed the past two weeks with with struggling against the Vikings and uh, kind of having to have a comeback win uh, against the uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars and. Colts coming off a huge win last Thursday night against the Titans um, that put them at in first in the AFC South. So, um, interesting game for the Colts at home. I think I'm going to side with the Packers here, even with the plus two. I mean, it's it's kind of remember like that game week one against the Vikings. Like, if I'm going to get the Packers with plus money against a team like the Colts, I think I'm just going to take it. Yeah, this is best bet number two. Um, I don't like making a bet at two points, but... Uh... Just go money line then. You don't want to take the two. Yeah. Because um, I think the Packers are going to win this game. I like the Colts a lot. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess now that I'm saying my best bet, I'm getting a little less confident in it because the Colts are a really good team. But I do think this is a little bit of an overreaction from them just beating Tennessee and being on a long week. Um, I think the Packers are a better team. And I think the Packers' defense is kind of due for, like, you know, the defensive line specifically, due for like a little bit of a, a breakout game where they, they wreak a little bit of havoc. So I'm going to kind of like pinch my nose and, and take the Packers here um, just because I do think that they're ultimately a better team. And although it will probably be a close game, um, give, me the, give me Aaron Rodgers the ball, you know, down a, down a point with, uh, you know, with, with two and a half minutes left or two minutes left, whatever it may be, I'll take it. Yeah, Packer Island, man. Um... Then the Packers are the side, much like my logic, which which proved to be ultimately fatal last week. I just think this line is wrong. I thought that was the same with the Seahawks and the Rams game. Um, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction of the Colts, you know, blowing out the tight ends, which I think you can attribute a lot of it to, you know, the blocked punt, the awful punt, um, this just the second half special teams with Tennessee and Phillip Rivers not really asserting himself. I still am incredibly skeptical of that offense in a shootout or going head-to-head with a team that is not going to make the same mistakes, I think. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, I think, is playing at a great level right now. Um, Aaron Jones, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Devontae Adams, I think, is limited um, at practice right now. I think he's had a little bit of an ankle tweak. So that's going to be interesting. But 
Uh, I'm with all of you guys. Uh, I probably will end up playing the Packers on the money line, Lee. I think instead of the two, I think you're right to say going on the money line at plus 105 um, is is the move. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking the two just to be clear in best bets just in case Rodrigo Blankenship uh, hits some long field goal to, to win the game by a point or something like that. Uh, you know, just to be clear, all my best bets are on the spread. So uh, I'm going I'm going Packers plus two. But yeah, I, I don't think money money line's a bad bet at all. I'll be picking the Packers um, most likely. These things change. You know, Sunday sometimes I wake and, up and with a, a draft of air comes across me as I wake up and I I, I have an epiphany yeah. for better or for worse. And just the last thing I was going to say, this is a huge um, – this is my, my Colts D – fraudulent meter ultimatum is it going to be this game i think um i think that's the only way the colts there's only so fraudulent the defense can be at this point yeah i know but i mean not they're they're a good defense but whether or not they're a really really good defense and you know deserve to be up in an upper you know upper echelon um you know i think if they can make it a physical nasty game kind of like you know we saw tampa bay do against the packers and the, the 49ers do last year um, I think that's their path uh, to winning. So, Tommy, I think that's a, a future segment name. The Tommy Murray defense ultimatum fraud meter. That... Uh, fraudulent ultimatum. Oh, meter, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fum. We call it the fum club. <laughs> um, talk about your Cowboys and Vikings, man. I mean, if the only the only side I'm taking there is Vikings minus seven. Um, you know, Who's, the Vikings. Is it, is it Dalton? It's Dalton. Yeah, I believe it's Dalton, but, you know, either way, uh, the Vikings offense is is a good team. You know, the Vikings are revealing themselves to be who I think we all kind of thought they were. Um, I think we might have thought they, oh my God, like, you know, through f- the first four weeks of the season, it was, you know, the Vikings, are they trank- Are they going to be in the Trevor Lawrence conversation? Is this team just really that bad? Um But I think they are, you know, a nine-win team. They're the second best team in the NFC North, and I think they're showing that. And I just think the Cowboys do not match up well against this Vikings team. I think this Vikings team on offense can win multiple ways. If, you, if you're going to let them run, then Dalvin Cook is going to go for 200 and a couple touchdowns, and Kirk is going to throw the ball 15 or 17 times. And if you want to have a passing shootout, they might have the best wide receiver duo in the NFL right now with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So, uh, And then on the other side of the ball, the Cowboys, um, they should be able to score on this Vikings defense, which I think is... Not very good, but if it becomes a shootout, I think the Vikings are are definitely the side. Um, and there's just you know uh, the Cowboys, man. They're just they're in a bit of a free fall, and I also just don't want them to be winning these games. I want the Cowboys to have a top five pick. You know, they're that's slated at number three right now. I love that. Keep them, keep the losses coming. Tommy just jinxed my last best bet. It's the Vikings minus seven. Um, I don't like that you said that, but. Uh... Yeah, I think the Vikings are uh, the hottest team in the NFL outside of Miami right now, and they're playing with a lot of juice, and they're at home. I think they see the path to the playoffs in front of them. Not that they're peaking too far down the schedule, but um, yeah, I just think they're a much better team. I think you give big boy Mike McCarthy, big fat boy, give him a little, give him, give, give him a little too much time on the bye. And he's going to start drawing up some things that uh, wouldn't work on a peewee football field. That's what I think. So I, I think um, nah, that's a little, that was a little too crass, I guess. But, but, uh, but yeah, I don't have faith in any aspect of the Dallas Cowboys this year. And I think that they're kind of mailing it in. 
um, at this point. And sure, maybe you're giving up seven points is a lot. Dalton could come back and be the best quarterback they've had, obviously, in the past few weeks and, you know, end up playing his first good game as a Dallas Cowboy. That's always a possibility. The Vikings have looked pretty bad at at home this year a couple times. Um, You know, these are possibilities. But I think four quarters here, the Vikings are just going to outlast and outmatch the the Cowboys and end up winning this thing by two possessions. How about Kirk on Monday Night Football, though, getting his first win? He was hype, man. I love to see it. Yeah, I, it, I'm a Kirk, it was, it was I'm a Kirk guy, man. I'm a Kirk guy. Um, hey, this this is an example of if you like the Vikings, this would be a great great teaser spot for them. If you don't like the seven, bring it down to one. Tease the Vikings and the Packers up to eight. NFC North special. Yep. Not, yeah, not I mean, a just bad quick, idea, quick, man. quick, quick note too on on Mike Zimmer. Just like you look at Matt Patricia, who's zero and ten for his career. Um against the Bears and the Vikings. And the Vikings were basically in the gutter and they just swept the NFC North the last three weeks. So, just want to put that out there. Um, Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Raiders. A bunch of Raiders defensive players are on the COVID list. Raiders obviously beat the Chiefs early on in the season in Arrowhead. They now meet at Allegiant Stadium in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, I'll pick the Chiefs, minus eight. Blue chip stock, baby. Yeah, I'll take the points with the Raiders if we're doing this thing. Just because um, I think this is a really resilient Raiders team. Um, I'm definitely going to pick the Chiefs to win. But, you know, I don't think this is going to be some blowout by any means. I think the Raiders are um, deservedly in the conversation of AFC playoffs and even contenders if they're fully healthy. Like, I think this is a contending team with a lot of pieces. Um, I've liked the Raiders for a while. I think that what really impressed me with the Raiders was them winning their last three games. Seeing them go to Cleveland and get that win, beating the Chargers, and then beating the Broncos. Three games that I thought they should win, and they did win. And now they kind of have afforded themselves the ability to lose a game at home to the Chiefs and not have to worry too much about you know, their, their playoff standing because they're sure as heck not going to win the division. So... Um, after that little rant, I do think it's a spot where I'm going to pick the Chiefs, but I'm looking forward to this Sunday night game. I think it should be fun. I'm hoping that the Raiders get some guys back just so it's like, you know, a competitive game on both ends. But uh, but I, I think that I think it should be a good one. The, Raider, the Raiders have played pretty good at home this year, too. Yeah, um, I'm on the Chiefs. This is the third leg of my teaser. I got it at six and a half before all this COVID stuff happened. So I have the Chiefs plus a half. Um, and I was planning on taking the Chiefs minus six and a half, and then obviously this happened. The eight is a little tougher to swallow, and I probably will hold off. Um, and I'm not one to always believe in bulletin board uh, material, but I do think that you know the the whole Gruden comments aside, which I thought were were very entertaining and hilarious. I do think that the Chiefs um, really want to win this game because they dropped they lost this game earlier in the year to a division opponent. I remember Kelsey being very vocal after it, saying this one's on me. Um, and they're coming off the bye. You know, this is the, the famous Andy Reid off the bye is what, I mean, I, I mean, I think the listeners know what his record is against the spread. I think, you know, that's like one of the, the Andy Reid uh, isms is his record off against the spread off the bye. Um, and, in a, you know, in Vegas, in a controlled environment, dome-esque environment, and the, uh, the Roomba, as they're calling it, um, I think this, you know, this is a really nice spot for the Chiefs to have put a lot of points on the board. 
um, you know, healthy off the bye with their weapons um, and, and get a big in-division win against the, the Raiders. Uh, Monday Night Football. Really good matchup here, the Rams and the Buccaneers. I feel like, Tommy, that under ticket might be lost, but it's uh, still, you know, holding on for dear life here. Yeah. But this Monday nighter in Tampa Bay, after dropping a dud against the Saints, went to Carolina and won pretty decisively. Um, man, this I mean, this is tough, tough, tough game. But I feel like, I mean, I've just kind of been riding the Bucks all year, and I'm just going to stick with them. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, not comfortable laying the four and a half just because I think the Rams are a well-coached and good playoff team. These are two playoff teams, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Bucks gained a lot of confidence. I think the Bucks played a really good game last week against Carolina, man. A complete game uh, where they made mistakes early on both sides of the ball. They bounced back and they shredded the Panthers for the last three quarters of that game. I mean, it was an absolute drubbing. Um, it was it was great being in Greek Town because that was my one of my best bets. I was all over the Buccaneers, and early you can't lose confidence when Carolina <laughs> drives right down the field and scores a touchdown. And I watched Carolina lose me a lot of money against Arizona in a similar way. And I was thinking, man, this is going to be 2.0 of Carolina just being a gritty team and winning a game that they probably shouldn't win. And then you just see Tampa Bay. I mean, that's the Tampa Bay. That's something Tampa Bay can do that a lot of other teams can't do because of their leadership, their experience, their coaching, obviously their quarterbacking. And I just think this is a really together group, man. This is my Super Bowl pick before the season. And I just kind of have liked the trajectory of this Buccaneers season. Like they have gotten humbled a couple times. They have looked bad a couple times, but it's mostly been impressive in my opinion. And I just think this is a spot where in prime time, everyone's watching, you know, I'm not overly confident they're going to win the game, but I like the, the odds here with the Buccaneers and I think they're going to win. Yeah, I believe this opened at two and a half or three, and it's really been a lot of money, I guess, is coming on the Bucks. We're up to four and a half now. Um, if I had to bet this number, I'd probably take the Rams, um, just because I think this game is going to be close. But, you know, gun to head, I'm going to be taking the Bucks. Um, you know, I, I mean, Clep, you alluded to my, my under ticket. It's definitely not looking good, especially with the Jets. Come, The Jets are on the, the upcoming schedule, and I was really counting on that Seahawks win to keep them at that five-win mark. But this Rams defense, I think, you know, Aaron Donald is playing at an MVP level. He's been the best defensive player in football. And Jalen Ramsey, we saw what he was able to do with DK Metcalf last week. And then they have a lot of players outside of those two who are playing well. And it's not just a you know one-dimensional defense that I was kind of you know, that was kind of my whole line of thinking on them through the preseason, even throughout the season. Um, but I still think that Jared Goff is incredibly limited as a, a quarterback on offense. That team probably should have put up some more points against Seattle. Uh, and this Bucks defense, I think, is a, a clear step up from Seattle. And offensively, I think that you know, it's going to be interesting. I know that they've, they've moved around a little bit on the interior uh, line. Ryan Jensen moved over to guard. I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of weird, um, but you know I think if they can limit uh, uh, Donald to a certain extent, um, and you know Worfs has been playing at a super high level, I don't think you're going to see Leonard Floyd get three sacks again. Um, I think the Buccaneers should should cruise to a victory. Um, but this is yeah I'm completely with you guys. This is going to be an awesome game on uh, Monday night. So um, you know, that wraps up the the game previews. Uh, I kind of a, of a fun programming note I I want to share with you boys. So. 
It's week 11, so that means the playoff machine on ESPN is is live. Oh, wow. However, uh, I you know I think one of the things we all love about the playoff machine is how they they haven't really changed how it looks since we were in middle school. It's you know it's the same every year. One of the few reliable things on this earth that you know they're not going to change it up on you like Franco's when you're at the desk, right? You're, yep. you're logging into that playoff machine, you know what you're going to get, right? But they they updated you know all the teams and the records, but they don't have a seven seed. Wow. It's, it's the it's oh, it's gosh. the it's the six teams and there's a bunch of there's a bunch of fellow playoff machine lifers. There's ten comments on the page. We got Jeffrey Miller, Tim Oda McClaw Jr. talking about, hey, we need the seven seed programmed in. These Wyatt guys Ellison know. Says, these, Wyatt these are, Ellison are... says, gotta update it to seven seeds. Memphis Wilson says, please update it to seven seeds. <laughs> Peter Rosile says, ESPN fix this for seed seven. Let's so, uh, mean, we, let's monitor that, man. Let's let's yeah, let's so, monitor that and and, and try to uh, uh, keep. Well, and and supposedly, if there's any more cancellations, we might be having eight seeds. That's the that's the word on the street too. Yeah, if games. Yeah, I don't I don't know what you know. ESPN bureaucrat is part of the playoff machine. I mean, they they rebooted it for this year, but uh, some some major uh, issues. I don't know. They're not this 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 coding is probably from 2010. They're not going to yeah. know what to do with it. Hey, I uh, I want to bring up the Eagles again because I finally pulled their schedule up, and uh, I want to see here what you guys think. They've got seven games remaining. All right, at Browns, home to Seahawks, at Packers, home to Saints, at Cardinals, at Cowboys, home to the football team. Is that? Do you think they win the division? I mean, depends on. I think the Giants probably have a similar remaining schedule because they're in the same. Yeah, they do. The Giants don't have it much easier than that. Yeah, I think the I think the Eagles will win the division because they'll have the tie in their favor. Yeah. So I think that ultimately, I I honestly think the division winner might have six wins. Yeah, there's no way the division winner is going to have more than two. The Eagles have three. Yeah, I guess I I was going to say they'll win three of those games. I think they'll beat Washington. I think that at, when it's all said and done, no NFC East team will have beaten another NFC East team twice except for the Giants beating the football team. Like, I think everything else is going to be split. Um, so I think the Eagles will beat the, the, uh, the football team. And, you know, they, the they Eagles, could beat the Cowboys, I guess, but you know, they, they should. should. They, have, they have two or three wins right now. They have three. They're three, five, and one. So I mean, right? or they're three, yeah. six, and I one. I mean, yeah, right. yeah. But so going into those last two games against the Cowboys and then at home to the football team, you've got Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Cardinals. I think all of those teams are better than them. Um, which you know, we'll see what happens with the Browns. Obviously, Lee, you think you're liking the Eagles this weekend, but I mean, that just is that's that's a tough road for ahead for them. And you guys brought yeah, they the got Seattle. The they got Seattle in Philly, prime time. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be pretty cold. I don't know. If they're healthy for that game. They they can be competitive. I mean, it's the Eagles. Like, I, I don't think you know. They're not very good, but like they can rise to the occasion. Like we've seen them. They were really pretty bad last year, and. Uh, I think this is different, though, man. Yeah, but I mean, it's different, but so is the whole division. Like, the standards are different. So we're dealing with, like, kind of a different scenario. And based on the standards right now, I mean, they're a half game up on the Giants. 
So they basically kind of just need to outplay the Giants on their remaining schedule. And if the Giants' remaining schedule is similar to the Eagles, I mean, we'll see. I'll be rooting for the Giants, but I don't as a Giants supporter per se, I don't necessarily have faith that the Giants are going to like beat the Cardinals or beat the or beat you know the Seahawks or the Ravens, you know, like so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess that's where where I stand. But I did send you guys the division odds last week. The Giants were the least likely in FanDuel. The Eagles were like minus one something, and then the football team was plus 750. The Cowboys were plus 750, and the Giants were plus 1,000. So I think that was the time to get it. Any um, any last words on the other big matchup of the week, which is Gooch versus Philistine? Big Thursday. Got a big Thursday coming. Huge, here. huge Thursday for us. Um, hoping, hoping Lockett can go, but if he can't, you know what that means. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be inserted in the lineup. Lee's been slandering Emmanuel Sanders, saying he's got one foot in the booth. He does man? He's going to have to. He's he's going to have to step up to that. He does, he's just he going to have to respond to that. If I'm, I, I, I alluded to it mind. earlier, I'm not a big bulletin board guy, but if that's not bulletin board material for Manny Sanders, well, he's not even going to start. I don't Lockett's know what is. playing. Carroll said Lockett's going to play yesterday, so you're talking nonsense right now because Emmanuel Sanders isn't even going to start for you. You can, you can, Is, did, did Carol you can say carry that? that bulletin board material straight to the bench with him. All right, all right. I, I just saw the notification. Tommy, I, I got Gallup going. You got Gallup yep. going? Maybe Gladney will be checking him. I got, I got Higgins, Gallup, Corey Davis, and Michael Pittman, baby. It's a, Higgins? Who's who, – oh, Rashad yeah, Higgins. Rashad Higgins. Yeah. Big week, yeah, man. You need you need a big week out of James Conner, which I think will happen because I have him in my other league as well. I think I think James Conner is going to get a touchdown. And I need a, I need a big old dud from the revenge too. But might be looking at Lick Squared. Luckily, I'm not going home until Tuesday. So, all right, boys. Yeah. Peace. All right. Q stay scheming, Klepper. <laughs>